0: Live Creative Now, episode 118. Welcome to Live Creative Now with Melissa Dinwiddie, a weekly podcast to inspire you to create your art and share your work, because that's how you will change the world. Live Creative Now, Live Creative now. Hello, I am Melissa Dinwiddie, passion pluralite artist, happiness catalyst and creativity instigator and author of The Creative Sandbox Way, which you can find at an Amazon near you, here to address all your questions about living a full-color creative life, whether you think of yourself as not artistic, not creative, which is a lie... Or you think of yourself as an artist of any kind, writer, painter, musician, whatever, or anything in between, not artistic or artist or anything in between, no matter how you define yourself. Feeding your creative hungers makes you feel more alive. It's how you change your life and it's how you change the world because that's how it works. Change your life and the world changes. Before we get started, I want to invite you to a free creativity workshop that I am hosting, holding, running, leading, whatever, tomorrow, July 20th, Thursday, July 20th. It's called Born to Create, Why Your Creative Play is Essential, Not Self-Indulgent. I run these workshops every so often, and if you have a hard time getting yourself to do the creative things that you would most love to be doing, this workshop is for you. You will learn the surprising truth about why you feel resistance to the thing you love to do, or things, if there are multiple, multiples of them. You will learn how to make every creative block your friend. I kid you not. And you will learn the unexpected science of how creative play affects the brain. And you will never look at creative play the same way again. It's about 90 minutes. It's totally free. And if you stick around to the end, I have a special gift for you. And yes, there will be a replay for a limited time. But the link to the replay will only go to people who register. So go to do that to register at free creativity that's free creativity And now on with today's episode. Live now. Live now. So, I was being interviewed for a podcast the other day, and I was telling a story that I have told <laughs> countless times, so many times I have lost track, about how I quit making art at age 13. Totally quit. Why did I totally quit? Because other kids were better at art, better at drawing, better at art than I was. At least that's, you know, that, that's how my thinking went. They, the other kids, were the real artists, not me. So I quit. But what is left unspoken in there, the assumptions wrapped up in that, are that I clearly felt, clearly believed that I had no business making art. I had no right to make art if I couldn't do it up to some impossibly high standard that I set for myself. Hello, perfectionist paralysis, right? If I couldn't measure up to the people that I admired most, hello, comparison trap, right? Then the unspoken rule in my own head said that I didn't get to do it at all. At all. So I didn't. For 15 years. 15 years. I didn't make art. No, it's not entirely true. I have found some sketchbooks, there are a handful of pages, a handful. (laughs) And I probably did some doodling in that time. But really, it's like a handful. And it was all kind of in secret, you know, I basically did not make art for 15 years. Because in my head, there was this unspoken rule that I didn't get to do it at all. Now, take a wild guess. Take a wild guess at how locking up my creative expression like that how that might have affected my emotional state. Do you think that I was a joyful person living a full color life? Mm, that would be a no. <laughs> now it is true. I did find other, other roots for, You know, creativity will find a way to get out. It will. There were a few years in there where I was a dancer. That's how my creativity got out. And if creativity doesn't find a way to get out in a productive way, it will find a way to get out in unproductive ways. If it doesn't find um, positive ways to get out, it will find negative ways to get out. Why do you think people end up becoming terrorists, for example? Well, we won't go down that. We won't go down that route. I will say this. Perfectionism is an excruciating trap. Oh, God, there goes an alarm. Perfectionism is an excruciating trap. It is impossible to be happy. Impossible to be happy really, because it's impossible to be perfect. Now let's cut to present time. Let's come to present time. I am no longer a miserable 13-year-old, thank God. (laughs) The reality is, on one level, not much has changed because other kids are still a heck of a lot better at drawing than I am. Other kids... (laughs) quote unquote, kids, adults, people of all ages are so much better, have so many more skills at all kinds of things than I do. And in fact, thanks to the internet, I am so much more aware of so many more artists who are so much more skilled than I am at every single thing I love to do drawing and painting and playing the ukulele and writing songs and writing (laughs) everything that I love to do, there are people who are so much better than I am. It's just a fact. And if I were still living in a perfectionist mindset, where the goal is to impress people in order to prove my own enoughness, then I would still be mired in paralysis. I would be unable to create a thing. And sheesh, my God, I wouldn't even be able to share this podcast. I wouldn't even be able to write a single blog post. I would have deleted every single blog post (laughs) I ever wrote After the first six words, I would never have even started this podcast. Now, instead of suffering on an endless loop of perfectionism, I now practice intentional imperfectionism. Intentional imperfectionism. What does that mean? Intentional imperfectionism simply means acknowledging that I'm human and forgiving myself for that fact and treating myself kindly, gently, and lovingly. Intentional imperfectionism applied to my creative life means letting myself draw whatever my inner four-year-old feels like drawing. Even if my gremlins, my inner critics, are screaming that it's terrible and embarrassing and that everyone is going to laugh at me. That's hard. (laughs) Intentional imperfectionism means writing the really lame blog post or newsletter, knowing that I have to crank out a really crappy first draft before I can get to a better one, because guess what? We need the crap to fertilize the good stuff. We need the crap to fertilize the good stuff. (laughs) And intentional imperfectionism means hitting that publish button when that blog post or that newsletter is still not as good as I want it to be, even even after I've done, you know, some editing, maybe a lot of editing, maybe a whole lot of editing, and still hitting that publish button because the goal needs to be to make a difference. Difference, not to win awards for my brilliant prose. And in order to make a difference, I have to get it out there, not tinker with it forever, which God knows I could totally do. And ultimately, intentional imperfectionism means oh, allowing my ego to soften enough to realize that my worth as a human being is not tied to whether I can impress you with my awards and my skills and my talents and where I rank compared to my peers, but simply Have I touched you? Have I touched you? And letting that be enough. Mm. Wow. Intentional imperfectionism is hard. I will not lie to you. It is a practice. It is something I work on every day. But... It is, without a doubt, the single practice that has created the greatest happiness in my life, that has created greater happiness in my life than anything else I have ever done, which made me think while I was being interviewed for that podcast a few days ago, made me think about when I was 13. And I noticed all those kids who were better at art than I was. At the time, back when I was 13, my reaction was, they're the real artists. Therefore, I'm not, and I should quit. But, you know, I didn't have to have that reaction. That didn't have to be my reaction. I mean, (laughs) there are still tons of people who are way more skilled than I am, And that's not my reaction now. I don't now think, wow, that person's better than I am, therefore I should quit. So that didn't have to be my reaction then, right? Now, obviously, I have decades, I've had decades in between to work on myself and to come up with an alternate reaction. But what if we could train our reactions? Because, you know, obviously I have, I've trained my reaction. What if we could train our reactions, what if we could train our kids' reactions to simply be, huh, isn't that interesting? When we see someone who is phenomenally skilled and talented, when our kids see someone who's phenomenally skilled and talented, what if we could train the reaction to be, huh, isn't that interesting? And then we just get on with creating, with our creating. Because what someone else creates or is capable of creating, that has nothing to do with you and what you are capable of creating. And you're not doing anybody any good by keeping your creations locked up inside of you. Boy, I figured that one out (laughs) by spending many years in misery, (laughs) by keeping my creations locked up inside of me. Didn't do me any good didn't do anybody else any good. And who cares if your work is any good? Who cares if it will impress anyone? Creating what is inside of you, dying to be created, is going to make you happier. It's going to nourish you. And that alone, that alone is worth the price of admission that alone is hugely valuable plus a really funny thing happens when you create for you purely for you the stuff that emerges from that creative sandbox mind space the mi- that mind space the creative sandbox is the mind space where you're creating purely for you when you're not trying to impress or be perfect that stuff that emerges from the creative sandbox, it's authentically yours. And because it's authentically yours, it tends to be authentically interesting. And it's really ironic, but the stuff that you create, when you're not trying to oppress anyone, when you when you do share it, it's very interesting, but it it may start to touch people in ways. Ways that surprise you. And it's just how that works. So, all this is to say, jump in the creative sandbox and go get creating. And if you need some help, come to my free creativity workshop, which you can register for at freecreativityworkshop.com. And that brings us to this week's something cool, which is magnetips. These are this really cool thing. They're magnetic fine liner pens. They're they're pens. They're just fine-liner pens. But what makes them different is they contain these powerful neodymium magnets at each end or inside the pens that allow the pens to stick to each other, or stick to any, I guess, steel or magnetic surface. So you can actually form the pens into things. So you can form them into their own pen holder cup, or you can build things out of them. And of course, you can draw or write with them. And they're like remarkably addictive and fun. They're water-based ink. They're a for fine tip. And they come in a set of 20 colors and the outside of the pen is plastic and it's like octagonal, I think. So they won't roll off of your table. And the outside of the pen is either uh, color, which matches the pen tip itself or a black finish. And they retail for about 40 British pounds and they're refillable. So you can buy refill cartridges for them, which is cool and um, in the full range of colors. And they also sell, this is kind of fun, they sell chrome balls, which allows you to make, ah, there goes another, another alarm, sorry about that, which allows you to make cool constructions with them. So they're just really fun to play with and draw with. So they're like a toy and a pen, and they're fun for engineers and people who like to, they're just Again, they're like really addictive and fun. And I first found out about them through a Kickstarter campaign, and I had to order a set. And now they're available to the general public. And there's a link in the show notes. And if you want to send a referral commission my way, you can go to melissadinwitty.com slash loves slash magnetips, spelled like magnet, ips, <laughs> magnetips, or you can just go to magnetips.co. Or you can find a link in the show notes at livecreativenow.com slash 118. That is it. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Let me know if you resonated at livecreativenow.com slash 118. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're getting value out of the podcast, share it with a friend And then hop on over to iTunes or the Apple podcast app and leave a rating and review and email it to me if you'd like to be considered to be featured for a listener spotlight. I would love to have a conversation with you for the show. Just let me know how the podcast has made a difference in your life. And you might be featured on the show. That is it. Until next time. Thanks again for joining me and go get creating. Mwah. Live, creative now. Live Creative Now. Subscribe at livecreativenow.com.